Hello everyone, welcome to Desert Island Games. My name is Richard and as always, the show is sponsored by you lovely people over at patreon.com slash Games. Get my content early for as little as a dollar. Let's get on with the show and in today's show we're going to be covering a bit of news, some games and all the bits and pieces. Apologise, this is going out slightly late. I have a good reason for it. I'll explain shortly. Let's go. So, yeah, welcome. Um, I don't know. I, the intro was done in a flash in a pan and all that good stuff. But here we are. I've got a hot cup of coffee. Of uh, The bean is a Mexican origin. Uh, I've got my lovely frothy milk on top. And I'm sitting here drinking it while I talk to you lovely people all about this week in video games and what's been going on. Yes, apologies. It is slightly late. Um, and it's not a reason of, oh, you know this reason that reason no i run a martial arts school money many of you money 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 many of you will know that that i run a martial arts school um and this weekend saw us uh entering the european competition here in the uk and it was an absolute hoot uh, it's my first year as a school owner being part of that kind of um seeing how students get on and stuff and we did really well as a school so i kind of forgot not kind of forgot i kind of didn't have time uh, we were there all day at the at the venue, all day Friday, all day Saturday. Um, I was training all most of the day on on Thursday, so I just genuinely didn't get round to sitting down and recording a podcast. So I apologise, and going forward, we'll get the two two shows a week. And I want to make a, a fairer commitment to producing videos and podcasts for you guys and girls to listen to and watch. Anyway, enough of where I've been. I hope you're all doing well. Probably better than what Activision is at the minute. This comes from VGC. Uh, Nintendo joins Xbox and PlayStation in condemning the Activision's harassment response. Activision, uh, Activision Blizzard's uh, harassment story is the story that just keeps on going. Um, so I'll read the article. <clears throat> I don't really have much to go on. If you do hear my voice is still a little bit raw from the, the weekend. Um, I don't really have much to say on this except from this is bad or not them coming out and showing, you know, support of the others. But anyway, let's let's go get into it. Nintendo of America President Doug Bowser has joined Sony's Jim Ryan, Xbox Phil Spencer's in condemning Activision's response to sexual harassment allegations. Ryan and Spencer each sent emails to employees expressing the concern that Activision's handling of, of the situation. And on Friday, Nintendo of America President uh, President Doug Bowser did the same fanbite reports. Along with you all, I've been following the latest developments of Act with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company. Bowser's email reads. I find these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my values as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies. The email also states that Nintendo representatives have been in contact with Activision and have taken action um, and, sorry, let me start that one again, have taken action and are assessing others without clarifying what action is specifically refers to. Bowser also confirms Nintendo, uh, the Entertainment Software Association, a trade group that includes numerous publishers, including Activision, Blizzard, Nintendo, Sony and Microsoft among its memberships, to take a harder stance on harassment. Every company in the industry must create an environment where everyone is respected and treated as equal and where all understand where all understands the consequences of not doing so, Bowser explains. Bowser's email means all three major console manufacturers have now spoken out against Activision Blizzard's handling of the ongoing harassment and discrimination allegations. Last week, a Wall Street Journal reported that Kotick was aware of multiple sexual misconduct allegations at Activision Blizzard and has also accused him of personally mistreating several female employees. 
Following the publication, the report, uh, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan sent an email to employers saying he and his leadership team are aware um, team were disheartened and frankly stunned to read that Activision has not done enough to address the deep-seated uh, culture of discrimination and harassment. We outreached to Activision. Um, we outreached to Activision immediately after the article was published to express our deep concern. To ask how they plan to address the, the claims, were the article he um, made. Sorry, uh, address the claims made in the article he wrote. We do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation. News of Ryan's email was shortly followed by news that Xbox boss Phil Spencer had sent a similar email to employees stating that was evaluating the company's relationship with Activision Blizzard. And it, the the article goes on. I will link it so if anybody wants to read this and, and go through it, then they can and they're more than welcome to. Um, I think for me, it's a case of they've got to drop the product. I don't want to go into too much of the... If you want to deep dive into what's going on, Go find the articles, do the reading. I don't, or my opinion is this, it's bad. Activision Blizzard, Blizzard uh, what they did to those employees, male, female, bad. Very bad. Um, Bobby Kotick, I've, I've taken this stance that nothing will change while Kotick is in charge of the company. And I've publicly said that on Twitter, that I don't agree that Kotick should be in charge of anything let alone a company as big as Activision Blizzard. And Blizzard or Activision Blizzard aren't doing enough to clear this all up. They aren't doing enough to get it sorted, get it done, and change what's going on. And that's a problem in itself. And yeah, you, you've you've seen things like, I think Kotick has said that, um, you know, he's going to take a pay cut or something. Um but he has a reportedly saying he's willing to resign, but he shouldn't resign. He should be fired. He should be he should be made an example of if he is aware of the sexual misconduct and if he also partake or he partook in, you know, harassment or, you know, discrimination or misconduct of any form, he should be fired. It's as simple as that. And I don't really have much more to say about it. I just wanted to report it, just bring it to you. Um, we know that, you know, they've signed, there's over 18% of the company have signed a petition calling for Kodak, for Kodak to step down. I believe there was another walkout. Um, you know, it's it's ridiculous. And, you know, he should be removed. And that's all I want to say on it. I want to move on. It's really sad that I have to start the show this week um, on such a on such a note of you know, in terms of disgusting behaviour from a company, but not only disgusting behaviour from how they acted, but how they're acting now, and they're not doing enough to solve this problem. They're not doing enough in my eyes, and and companies like PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox, for me, I've got to drop. Activision Blizzard to make them wake up. Currently, you can still buy their products. I haven't bought a, a Blizzard product since this whole thing came out, and I really want to play Diablo 2. But my stance is I won't. I won't play it, and I just won't won't buy it at all. But I fear that the only way you were going to see the end of this is if you know companies like Nintendo and PlayStation and Xbox start hitting it where Activision Blizzard is going to hurt them most, and that's their back pocket. So we'll keep an eye on this story. We'll, you know, go through more as it progresses. But I want to go on to other, you know, 
messy pits, and that's um, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Nintendo. The Switch update has is available now, and here is the full patch note. So Nintendo Life have got us a full blown, um, well, definitive edition uh, patch notes for the uh, the game, and as you're already probably aware this hasn't been the smoothest of launches for you know the grand theft auto uh trilogy and the well it's not gone very well has it let's be honest it's been a bit poor a bit poor as an understatement i think i did talk about it on the last episode essentially it's pretty rough um playstation 5 and xbox series x owners of the game are seeing you know uh frame rates under 30 fps um, and these games are from like 2002, 2003, and 2005, I think it is. Then you've got um, issues of, you know, graphics and everything else. And it came out that actually this this port was handled by Grove Street Games, who did the mobile ports. And the mobile ports aren't that great. And then they took the mobile ports and ported them to PC and slapped them in Unity Engine. And it's just been this ongoing saga and it's a real shame i've for a long time i've longed for some games to be on my switch and uh, san andreas is one of those games i've wanted on my switch genuinely love san andreas it's probably one of the last real amazing grand theft autos i mean grand theft auto 5 was great but they've milked that cash cow till you know till kingdom coming back grand theft auto 4 was good i've reinstalled it on pc because i want to go over that again but San Andreas was and Vice City were the ones that I, I absolutely adored when I was growing up. These were part of my childhood, not my childhood, but, you know, my later years as, as a teenager and so on. Adored these. But Nintendo Life is, and I'm not going to go through all of the patch notes, but we'll go through some of them and we'll kind of make a judgment of what's going on. Following on from an update of the on the weekend of the other platforms, Rockstar now have appeared to push the latest updates, Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy Definitive Edition on Nintendo Switch. Remember, this was still available on console, but you couldn't buy it on the uh, Rockstar launcher. And it needs to be online to play as well. It's daft. There are a handful of Switch-specific fixes um, and various uh, general fixes across all platforms uh, these are the current versions each game on the switch as of the 23rd of november uh, 2021 so as of recording today gta 3 version 1.03 vice city 1.04 and san andreas 1.03 so what do you get in these patch notes well here are the full patch notes courtesy of rockstar's official support page as can be seen the switch updates are ahead of version 1.02 but the latest patch notes still apply so, general, we'll go through the general ones. We'll have a look here. We've got fixed multiple, multiple localization issues, fixed multiple instances of missing and misaligned collision, mixed, uh, fixed multiple instances of holes in map, fixed multiple instances of incorrect and misplaced textures, uh, which, you know, fixed multiple instances of camera clipping through objects, mixed, fixed multiple instances of incorrect subtitles are being displayed, Multiple instances, I'm not going to say fixed anymore, or uh, multiple instances, because that goes on forever. Incorrect help text being displayed, misplaced objects, issues with character models in cutscenes, um, instances of audio, lines being skipped, delayed, or repeated. Um, and then it goes on and on. There is a t there is a absolute butt-ton of fixes for this san andreas alone 
uh, has you have your visual effects with the rain being fixed, but you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. 26 fixes alone in this one patch to San Andreas. And I think that's the one of the worst ports. Digital Foundry have actually got a couple of good videos out about the definitive edition. And I think there's actually a further thing that needs to be discussed. And it's just happening. And I'm going to be discussing it in the next game as well. Wow, we've been on a trajectory of downward spiral of games. Why are developers still getting away with the ability to be able to release games in such a poor manner? Grand Theft Auto, this definitive edition, basically knew, they knew it was going to sell. They could have, they put in the most minimal work or the developers weren't very good with Unity or they weren't very good with this kind of product. I know they did the port to mobile and as I said, the mobile ports have problems. But not only have you got all of these fixes being pumped out of the patch, you have things like the hot uh, coffee mod still in the source code. You have the um, unlicensed music. It feels like Rockstar went, well, they're calling for this definitive edition. We need to do it. Get it out in three months. Without taking time to really, you know, invest time, effort, testing to make sure this worked. To go into um, Unity Engine is great, but the character models just look awful. Some of the things just don't look right. And when you're paying £50 for a game, you want that game to be solid. I can understand if you're, you know, you're buying into an early access title. That's fine. You're expecting bugs and problems, and don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here saying that every game should be perfect at launch. I get that some things do slip through the, the wire, but where were the testers? Who sat down and went, yeah, this product is ready to ship. This product is in the best condition possible. Look at it. And this constant need for developers to turn around and then completely update the game for months on end afterwards because they they're issuing a a unfinished product to to appease directors and the boards and their back pockets is getting ridiculous yes okay you know there have been some success stories take no man's sky for example but we can't keep going well that's all right that'll be the next no man's sky because there should be a never another no man's sky we shouldn't have to sit here and go oh that'll be right that's another no man's sky yeah they'll get it right no i don't want another no man's sky i want a game that i load up and it works and i don't have all of these problems i haven't bought this I, my favorite console is the switch hands down i love my switch i don't have any of the other games consoles i have a, a a Chromecast Ultra. I have Stadia as well. Stadia is great. You'll know that I, I enjoy my Stadia product. But the fact is, I don't want to have to spend £50 on a game and it not bloody work. That's frust That's infuriating. And I refuse to do it. And to me, I'm not even sure I want to spend the money even now. I'm going to have to do some reviews. I want to play Grand Theft Auto on the go. Of course I do. I, I love the game. And don't get me wrong, I can understand if they port the definitive edition to the Switch and it was a little bit crappy. Alright, a little bit naff. But it's naff on consoles that you expect it to run at 60 FPS bare minimum. 
And these games are from 2002, as I said, 2003, 2005, that era of gaming. These should run on the Switch, no problem, at 60 FPS. These should be games that should just run. I understand there's important, you know, the codes and all that. I, I get all that. I genuinely get all that. But, you know, we live in a world where boards, directors, CEOs of companies think it's okay to literally ship crap. And that's not okay. And as I said, you know, the next game that I want to talk about is Battlefield 2042. And it's absolutely, rightly so, getting thousands and thousands of you know, negative reviews on Steam. I'm not a fan of review bombing. I don't think it's right. We should never review bomb a game because that's not fair. But this game is an absolute pile of crap. It's in a such piss poor state, you know, and it's got 40,000 reviews and mostly negative. You know, I'm going to read some of the comments. At the moment, uh, at this moment, this is from the person. Admittedly, some of these reviews are after some stupid amount of time playing. If there's anything less than 10 hours, I don't want to know. Um, you know, I don't want to know. But at this moment, no, I have. I love Battlefield so much, but it seems I'll be sticking with Battlefield 4 for more years to come. No single-player mode. We all knew that from launch. So that's not even a point. No server browser. Battlefield is known for server browser gameplay. No general team or play or player scoreboard. Or your own squad is shown. No general chat. Only team squad party. No voicing game. No team deathmatch or free for all. No leaning or peeking out of cover. No score bonuses, headshots. I mean, some of them are, you know, a little bit of a point. But that's a massive list of things. I'm on a rant now. You know, I've got the ability to do a 10-hour preview. And I'm going to, unfortunately, infect my computer with this. And do a 10 hour preview. I've yet to play it. You know, there are people after 60 hours are having some fun with it. That's great. But, you know, when 40,000 people are saying that this game is not worth it, then there's something genuinely wrong. Here, after um, 36, 36 and a half hours, that's a reasonable amount of time to play a game like this. This game is meant to sell, not play. They invested all of their efforts into things like pointless wearer effects and completely unnecessary scales so they could use them all as selling points instead of investing in gameplay. And because of that ridiculous scale, they decided to throw as many vehicles as possible without thinking of the balancing of them. Again, to use as a spectacle of selling point. Some of these people are going to have valid arguments. I'm going to have my own opinion. I genuinely love the Battlefield series and will go back to playing not sure which one I'll go back to playing yet. Um, I just find it frustrating that we're in a world, and it's been documented, that Battlefield is in a bad way. It is in a bad way. Um, and this article, we'll read this article, um, goes on to Battlefield 40, 2042 is finally out. Everyone today, um, it, and it's not off to a great start on Steam. As of writing, the... Um, Gamer user reviews are mostly negative of over 14,000. It's got 40,000 now. So this was written on four days ago, and in four days it's got 40,000 negative reviews. 
Many of Steam reviews echo a sentiment that, that, that's that been boiling in, uh, in uh, the 2042 official subreddit during the past week. DICE has stripped too much away from the traditional battlefield. Many players are citing disruptive bugs as a major problem, but majority of the early criticism focused on the deliberate design decision that DICE made for Battlefield 2042. That players perceive as missing features like the lack of traditional scoreboards or aim bloom or assault rifles that probably are too harsh right now. One of the most common complaints resolve around Specialist Battlefield 2042's new character rosters that replace traditional class structures seen in every Battlefield before it. During 2042's open uh, beta, long-time Battlefield fans argued that the Specialist discouraged team play by let letting anyone fill any role you want, but DICE later affirmed that, that they're here to stay. And I agree with this. I played the beta, and I was a bit disappointed with this kind of class structure. I love... I, my first person shooter is jump in with your mates and you act as a team and that's why I enjoyed Battlefield 42 20, uh, that's why I enjoyed the previous Battlefield games if I wanted to just jump in as a, as a specialist and run around like a headless lunatic I'd play COD I don't play COD because I don't like COD but I like Battlefield I've loved Battlefield for years me and, me and a good friend of mine we had so many good games, uh, good games on this but Yes, I can't officially give you my opinion of it because I have I only played the beta. But what I can tell you is there's enough noise out there to make me not want to buy this. Not want to put £50 down on a game that in a year's time it's going to be fine. Battlefield, for me, needs to go back to its roots. None of this big open world map design. Like It's a great idea, but they've just implemented it poorly. But it's again the same thing as the you know the Grand Theft Auto trilogy definitive edition. That's why I've tied these two in a bow. Is the fact that I sit here with no coffee, which makes me sad, but angry at developers because no, not angry at developers. That's not fair. Angry at big time publishers going. We got to push this. We got to push it. 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 Needs to be out the door. And no care for the fact that people work hard for their money and gaming is a way of escapism for a lot of people and no general care for what is what a product should be let's put it like this if i when i, I used to be a butcher i was a butcher for like 20 nearly 20 years and if i cut up a piece of meat and put it into the window and it looked like a piece of trash my manager would kick my backside but it, you know at the top of that chain Right at the top of that chain where those big, big wig CEOs sit, they don't realize that we put food on those developers' tables. We pay us, us. And what my one of my old managers always said is, the customer puts food on your table. We're the customer to these 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 publishers. We are the damn customer. But the big wigs forget that because they get their big time salaries and you know they get their hundreds of millions a year and all this stuff to selling loot boxes and the worst games possible and it's when is it going to stop when is it going to change when a developer's going to start caring or publishers going to start caring about the stuff they put out that they put their name to that they put their brand to when are they actually going to give a shit about it and that's uh, it's made me that angry that I've actually sworn on my podcast. I never swear on my podcast. But when? When are we going to see it? Genuinely, when are we going to actually get it? Because it, the industry's got a break at some point. The gaming industry is the only industry I know that 
publishers can get away with putting out crap and we all shake our fists at them but we still buy the damn crap we still buy it and people still to this day will buy battlefield 2042 buy the definitive edition because it's their favorite series and i've got nothing against that but if it's crap and we know it's crap why are we buying it why are we supporting this not only is the publishers the big publishers got to change but we as consumers also have to change it's just mind-boggling that they can get away with it and we accept it well i'll be all right i'll be all right in a year no no we need to start talking with our wallets i won't buy this uh, you know at all i won't support this i will download battlefield one or battlefield five because they were the last decent battlefields yeah they had their problems and i kind of contradicted my entire argument but they're worth playing genuinely and if you have a uh, game pass which you know game pass is great you can then turn around and download them and play them why not get get involved with those games don't play 2042 don't don't play definite edition of rockstar's grand theft auto speak with your wallets and we need to change to make them change whether it works or not we need to do something i, I need to move on because jesus christ i'm gonna lose my bloody i'm i'm gonna lose the sanity but there you go so two games that i was looking forward to absolute trash what do i expect eh my last piece of news that I want to talk about is about Star Citizen. This this made me laugh. I'm part of the problem with this one. I bought into Star Citizen. I can't remember um, the last time I installed it. But Star Citizen has now raised over $400 million. It, I think it must hold the record for the biggest like Kickstarter I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. That game is never going to officially release. But it's free to play until next month. Less than 18 months after clearing the $300 million mark, it's an obscene amount of money, Star Citizen has now raised over $400 million in crowdfunding. At the time of writing, 3.3 million players have contributed a total of $402 million, what million dollars, according to the funding goals page. We're going to open that up and have a look. Stretch goals. Yep, uh, it's now loading. $404 million. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, Star Citizen is currently having a free fly period which runs until 1st of December so as of recording about a week left coinciding with the in-game intergalactic aerospace expo on the planet Microtech during the expo ships from different manufacturers are available to rent every 48 hours it's like a car show without a bunch of hoons doing donuts in a field somewhere off to the side and it coincides with a huge spike in funding which went from an average of under $200,000 per day to well over $700,000 on its event's first day. Today we're nearing 2 million. Excellent. I need to, I'm, I'm in the wrong job. I need to think of a crowdfunding of a space game. If you're wondering whether that's a total, that total will mean we're here more about release of Star Citizen single player partner Squadron 42, the answer is probably not. Near the end of last year, in his annual letter from the chairman, Cloud Imperial Games founder Chris Roberts. Roberts wrote that Squadron 42 will be done when it's done and will not be released just to make a date, but instead only when all the technology and content is finished. The game is polished and it plays great. Alluding to a then fresh release of Cyberpunk 2077, he went on to say, Over the past few years, I've seen more than a few eagerly awaited title releases before they were bug free and fully polished. This holiday season is no exception. This is just enough reminder to me of why I'm so lucky to have such a supportive community as well as a development model that is funding by people care about the best game possible and not about making their quality numbers and or a big holiday shopping season. 
He went on to uh, conclude that it's, it is best not to show Squadron 42 gameplay publicly, nor discuss any release date until we are closer to the home stretch and have high confidence in remaining time needed to finish the game and to the quality we want. I'd like to um, just kind of put all that to one side. I still think this is ridiculous. And just genuinely, um, if they're doing this right, if the, the company is working a 40-hour week, Monday to Friday, um, or, you know, some weekend work is fine, course it is but if they're doing five out of seven days or four out of seven days and they're working a few extra hours if the company is being treated right or the employees are being treated right and they're using the money wisely and they're doing everything right i'm kind of all right with it i find it ridiculous and the most hilarious thing ever this crowdfunding thing but on the flip side there is some very valid points in this article whether the you know the CEO of the company is just saying it because you know it makes him sound great, and then you get idiots like me that talk about it. But he does raise a fair point. The point is, if you know this is going to be the best game that they possibly can make, and they want to release it in a state that's not got any problems, you know why not? You know why not take your time? I know this has been built for years and years and years, and that's fine. But as I said, I I would like to know. If we're in a position where, you know, just maybe, just maybe he's doing it in the right direction and he's treating his staff right. And that to me would make me happy to know. And maybe that needs to be a question we that needs to be asked. Have you been asking, you know, the right things, this, that and the other. I'm going to re-download Star Citizen because I haven't played it for a long time. And I'm just going to see what it's like, see where we are. Um, I have a VR headset now, so I might play it in VR. Um, and just see what's what and go from there so good luck to them hopefully we'll see it before i die i very much doubt it but it's great to see and great to hear that you know it quite possibly he's treating his his employees the way they should be treated you know i haven't read any articles to say the otherwise but i hope you know it's the case but that's a ridiculous amount of money for a game that isn't fully finished yet <laughs> there you go so let's talk about what I've been playing and what will be the long play of the uh, channel. Um, I genuinely have been a bit of a weird mess with games since I completed Metroid Dread. I am going to be talking next week or during the week in depth about my experience with Forza Horizon 5. So do listen out for that. That is coming. Um, I've been really enjoying myself with Forza Horizon. It's an absolute blast. Now that I've got my wheel to work as best as I can. As I said, I have VR. But mainly I want to talk about my experience with Halo. The Halo Infinitive, Infinite uh, multiplayer went live and uh, it was kind of a, a bit of a shadow drop, really. And it's great. I'm really enjoying myself with it. Uh, thanks to Xbox Game Pass, it's there. You can play it and enjoy it and get stuck into Halo's multiplayer. I have never really played much Halo in my earlier days. I was a PlayStation fan. I was one of those kind of people that didn't have an Xbox. Went around with friends and we played a bit of Halo, uh, you know, split screen. But this has been my first chance to really sit down and play the multiplayer. And if you're listening, going, well, is it any good? Yes, it's also free. Genuinely, completely free. The multiplayer is as free as it comes. Yeah, there's cosmetics and all that kind of stuff and a, and a battle pass, which I genuinely hate. But, you know, overall, the experience has been bloody good. And it's a good experience. And good experiences is good, especially when you've had the tr the crap that we've had recently. So what's so good about it, I hear you say, is A, graphically, it's great. 
it's got an amazing like there seems to be this cool little soundtrack as you're playing away that just all of a sudden out of nowhere you're going to get this kind of um i don't know how to put it like as the combat gets more intense the soundtrack in the background gets more intense lots of different things that happen that make this multiplayer just click um and i've just genuinely enjoyed what i'm experiencing um, the gameplay or the gunplay is great. Like the satisfaction of when you you hit somebody is really good, um, and the satisfaction of when you get like a sniper shot off and it's just a clean headshot, wonderful. Like really, really good. The maps are great. The close quarter combat maps are a lot of fun. There's definitely some. There's definitely better maps than the others. I found the. Um, so originally I was playing on these big open maps with, I think it's like up to 24 players, I think, where you have vehicles and stuff like that. And it weren't until I joined up with a friend of mine, Bill, who does the Nerd Nest and, you know, Switchcraft and uh, Steam Deck stuff. Um, go check them out. Really good, really good stuff. Um, I didn't realize there was close quarter combats kind of uh, matches, you know, 4v4. And that's when all of a sudden the Halo stuff really clicked. It was a lot of fun genuinely a lot of fun in there and i can't really big it up any more than i have because it's free so if you've got xbox game pass you know you've got the app and you've got or you've got steam it's available on steam concurrently at the minute on steam it has let's have a look of how many uh, concurrent players are currently playing concurrently it has nearly forty thousand players in game currently and it has mostly positive reviews of uh, 6,000 people, you know, so 6,000 mostly positive reviews. It's got great performance, uh, really has. Some of the things like uh, the, the power-ups, so you get like uh, a grapple hook, that's a lot of fun. You can hook yourself onto a vehicle, take the vehicle, you know, that kind of stuff. There's just a lot of good about it, and I really hope the multiplayer stands up. Uh, oh, sorry, the uh, single-player campaign stands up. Now, a lot of my friends are saying I need to play the previous ones. So quite possibly, we're going to, you know, hopefully if I can get around to it properly, sit down, record it so it's on YouTube of my experience because I've never played a Halo game. I've never, ever experienced Halo, never experienced a single player. And I wouldn't mind experiencing a really good first person shooter, you know, with the story and stuff. So overall, I'm digging Halo Infinite multiplayer. I'm digging how it's good. You know, it runs as smooth as anything. I've got a GTX 1080 Ti. I uh, got a 5600x Ryzen CPU. Not a problem. 32 gig of RAM. Not a problem. Runs flawlessly. There is no problem. The battle pass is not intrusive. The XP stuff doesn't really bother me or anything like that. You know, there is no kind of pay to win mechanics. It's just a good, honest, free multiplayer. That's it. That that's the biggest thing. A good, honest, free multiplayer never thought i'd ever say those four things but you know excellent look forward to seeing what the campaign's like probably play the previous ones and go from there if you haven't played it download it it's well worth your time sorry it wasn't like an in-depth review doesn't need to be it's free it's good go play it so just briefly i've said so again oh well no so 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 anyway um i just recently picked up the new pokemon remake uh, I think I got Brilliant Diamond. Yeah, I did get Brilliant Diamond. And I've played about 10 minutes. So listen out for me, you know, going through my my review. We're going to be doing a couple of play-alongs. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a audio Nuzlocke. 
in time. So prepare yourself. I've never played this series, this generation of Pokemon. So I want to play it through like on its own first time. And then we're going to do an audio Nuzlocke, which I'm preparing and working out how to write. The reason I've got this idea of an audio Nuzlocke is I listen to a lot of Nuzlocke's through YouTube and just kind of listen to the audio. So hopefully I can describe it right and we can do like a, an actual podcast Nuz Nuzlocke, uh, which will be good, quite good fun. But first of all, I want to play through it first uh, of just as normal, get a team, that kind of stuff, and then we'll start a new save. I have to say this, genuinely from like the bottom of my heart um this is a really good looking game i thought the chibi style was going to annoy me but i was looking at the water effect on the lake very very beginning and it looks great on the switch it does they've done a really good job uh so far um so you're gonna get like when i review this on the show it from a very new perspective as i said i've never played generation this generation i wish they'd, they'd read made platinum because i'm told it's like the best one of the the three um but yeah so i that's my newest uh pickup look forward to really going into detail about that because it's it looks like it's you know so far a lot of fun the animations of the pokemon are great and we'll just see how it goes. And I'll kind of report back on my current playthrough. So we'll kind of talk about that. Along with my long play, which I know we said was going to be... I can't remember what I said on TNG. My long play was... Oh, yeah, Fire Emblem. It's not going to be that. I want to finish some games in my backlog before I get to Fire Emblem. I'm still struggling to get past, you know, just how I feel about Fire Emblem. We're going to finish Battle Chasers Night War because of the uh, new game, the League of Legends game, The Ruined King. So Battle Chasers Night War is going to be my current long play. And during the week, we're going to talk about where I am, kind of do a catch up and then what are, where, you know, where we're going. So listen out for that episode. That'll probably drop Thursday, Friday time uh, because we're a little bit behind on scheduling due to, you know, this episode going out late. Um, but yeah, that's the current long play. I want to finish that. I originally played it when it came out in 2018. I put it down, picked it up this year, and it was almost a year to the date. Um, we'll go into more detail about that when I talk about it on the on the separate show, along with the Pokemon. I probably played a bit more Pokemon by then. Um, but yeah, so Battle Chasers Night War is going to be my long play. I want to get it finished. Uh, so yeah, listen out for that. Um, it'll be really good to sit down and talk about it. Uh, and that's it for today's show. I realize I haven't talked about any Steam Deck stuff. I haven't looked into it. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of games I want to get playing. Uh, Xbox Game Pass has a ridiculous amount of stuff. I did say about a sale, um, and there is a ridiculous sale. I just want to highlight it. There's so many games currently on sale on the Nintendo eShop. Go and buy it. I've got my eye on Empire of Sin. I download that on the uh, Game Pass app, and that's been a lot of fun on PC. But I want to look at it from uh, on the Switch. I love playing games on my Switch. I love that cozy kind of chill on the sofa, play a game on the Switch kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to let you know what it's like, kind of enjoying the new latest update that they gave to the free update. But I want to get the premium edition on the Switch, about £30. That's the game that I've got my arm. I'd love to hear from you if you've picked any games up in this sale or if you're going to be picking up any games, um, you know, in the in in the sale. Love to know which ones you have picked up. But there is a huge sale on the Switch. A lot of companies are running there some sales because of uh, Black Friday all that good stuff. So if you're looking for games, this is probably going to be the weekend to really get on there and get it. Epic Games, free stuff. If you're still, you know, I don't know why people have got anything against Epic Games, but currently free on the Epic Games store. You've got um, Guild of Dungeoneering, which is supposed to be a good game. 
Kid or Kid Anesia Expedition and uh, Never Alone. They're free. Coming soon is over a thousand retro games and The Hunter, Call of the Wild. I'm also going to talk about on next week's episode my experience with Linux and what I'm doing with a spare Mac Mini. So brace yourself because that's a whole different ball game of what I, I want to do. But yeah, there you go. That is this week's Desert Island Games. Again, apologies, it is a bit late. Um, just genuinely been so busy with um, the the club that I just didn't get a chance to sit down and uh, record. But we're back. I want to get some episodes out onto YouTube. I want to do a Football Manager series. I want to talk about in the next episode Forza Horizon 5 in a lot more detail because it's a really good game. Um, but yeah, you know, thank you for listening. Please, you know, come and shout at me on social media. All my links and stuff will be down below. Patreon, support the show, get the shows early, all that good stuff. Uh, you can get the show on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I look forward to speaking to you later in the week when we'll talk about the games I've been playing. And then we'll go do the news next weekend. So until then, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye for now.